Welcome to Friend Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, episode 73. Uh, you can find us on social media, Pred Wings Podcast, on Facebook, Discord, and Instagram. And we're on X and YouTube at Pred Wings Pod. And uh, you can always email us at Pred Wings Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so let's roll right into our... Well, the this beer league minute is pretty pathetic. Um, I had a Big playoff game, uh, our first time we ever finished third in, in our Thursday league. Um, so we were actually in the championship bracket. It actually makes us, you know, that actually makes something worth playing for, sort of. The winner of this game was basically kind of like a semifinal. Well, goes to the championship game. Uh, and that was on the... We were playing on the the main rink there. That's uh, got the center ice scoreboard and all the fancy stuff. And and I've actually before this, I think I've only had one loss on that game. <laughs> that was a choke, by the way. I, you moron. I was thinking that. Well, you weren't wrong, um, but I. Elo, the number one choke artist. Take it away. <laughs> Big game. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because it was just pathetic and, you know, lost big. So no championship hopes for us. So we'll have to go back, kind of reset. The next, our winter session season starts in January. So we'll get a little bit of rest on Thursday. So a little, little, little rest and maybe yeah, I mean, you guys, I can you least... guys do exert yourself quite frequently. And you definitely need to take a little bit of time away and rehab those bodies. Well, me anyway. The that they take in and in, in and out. <laughs> kind of like the wings. Good seg into the wings recaps this week. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that bad. No, I mean the the first game was all right. I mean I'm I'm pretty. Well, you know what? It it it, it wasn't. I I'm not happy with any of the games that the wings have played in this stretch of hockey since last week. It has been kind of crappy, uh, but we'll get into it. Wings played the Sabres. Uh, Wings came out and quickly got, you know, four goals in the first two periods. And so they got a 4 nothing lead against Buffalo. Really took the wind out of their sails. The, the arena was dead quiet. Um, you know, Larkin started the score. You're welcome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got goals from Fabry, Cider. It's nice, again, to get another one from the point. 
um, and Rasmussen, you know, started the, the scoring off. But then before you know it, you've got Darlene. He, he scores at the end of the period. <laughs> Casey Middlestat comes out in the third, gets a goal. Shortly after that, Jeff Skinner gets his goal. You moron. And all of a sudden, it's a 5-4 game. It's like, are you, are, are you kidding? Or a 4-3 game. I'm sorry. But it's a 4-3 game. How do you how do you let a lead like that just disappear? I know I know we talked about this earlier, you know, in the season, but Detroit has been having a real issue closing games out. They they can jump to an early lead. It is promising that they can get that they can get goals this season. It's nice that they're putting up goals. This one they squeaked out. Dylan Larkin grabs an empty netter. And Wings come out with a victory. The fast start was nice. It's obviously better if you're on the winning side of things. But it was nice to see the Wings come out. They were fast. They controlled the pace. They just they had total control of the game. And it was like a light switch turned off. And everybody just took the, the foot off the pedal. And I don't know if that's a coaching issue. I don't know if he if they're just not coaching like I, I don't know. I don't know where to point the finger at this point because they're putting up goals. I mean we can blame the defense. Maybe it's a defensive I know there's been some poor passes and you know, some turnovers that, that have been costly and obviously those hurt you. But overall, I mean you get four to five goals a game, you should be winning a lot more than they are. But we'll close the books on the Sabres game. It was a good game. Detroit was able to battle back, keep the lead, get the, the insurance goal from Larkin, and, you know, they, they escaped Buffalo with a victory. Then we move into, you know, the San Jose game. Now, trap game. I mean, San Jose is... They started off the season really rough. They're they're doing a little bit better now, but they started off rough. Detroit comes out. Now this is gonna sound similar. Second period, Kaleem Costin scores the first goal. Rasmussen gets a second goal. Stands in front of the net, digs a deflection. They thought it might have been a high stick. Great shot. Anyways, I thought at this point, I thought Detroit had created another Tomas Holmstrom because Michael Rasmussen is a big-bodied boy. He's standing in front of the net. Great hand-eye coordination. Scored two goals in a matter of a minute, maybe less than a minute, just because he was in front of the net and battled hard. That's where he is finding the most success is when he is in front of the net. And I know he had a nice one the other night kind of on a break, but when he's in front of the net, he kind of wreaks havoc. He's a big guy. I, I would love to see him set up in that zone where Tomas Holmstrom set up. You know, set up another office. Get it set up for him. But, you know, but let's get back to it. Then we have Lucas Raymond coming out, getting his ninth of the season. So, with all this being said, Detroit's got another 4 nothing lead. The other thing that I have to say is this was Patrick Kane's first game. And while he's not lightning, his hands are incredible. 
just in the two games that I've watched him in Detroit, and he's able to control the tempo of the game. It was just so – it was almost magical, if you will. When he gets the puck, he just knows how to put it where his passes to Debrinket were on point. He did have one, you know, pretty poor turnover that led to a goal. Um, but in your second – I mean, this is his first game back from a major surgery. But when he's out there – he just slows the speed of the game down. Like he's able to read the play as it develops, and he just gets to the right, right place at the right spot. You can tell he's a veteran. I'm excited. I'm excited to have him. He had, you know, he bounced one off the post, bounced another one right off the goalie. You know, it was, it was a he played he played well. Um, but getting back to the game, Detroit's got a four nothing lead going into the third period. Okay, four nothing lead going into the third period. They only have to kill one period of hockey. Sounds like the Predators. But I mean, that's that's all we're asking. You, you kill off, you know, you you kill off one, just one period. That's all we're asking. Give us twenty minutes. Well. That didn't quite go as as planned. Oh! Right. So now you've got Tomas Hurdle, Zutterland, Sturm, Sturm. Now all of a sudden, we're we're at a tie game. We're at a tie game. We had a four nothing lead going into the third period. They tied the game. With like 23 seconds left. Yeah, it was not. It was not very. Not very good. So. Larkin ends up. Giving up. Oh no, those were. They came back at the end of the second period. And. Dylan Larkin comes out, scores a goal, brings it back to five. You know, we get a five-four lead. Tomas Hurdle gets his second of the night. Ties it up 5-5. We had a 4-0 lead going into the third period. I'm sorry, I keep saying third. Finishing up the second, we had a 4-0 lead. And by the end of the second, they were able to tie it up and bring us into overtime. Now, I know it wasn't as dramatic as I had just said, where we were just had to kill 20 minutes. But that's what it felt like. That's what it feels like when your team is up like that. Like you're watching this game. It's like, holy cow, we are delivering a, a ginormous beatdown right now. The guys are firing on all cylinders. Everyone's looking good out there. They're controlling the pace of the game. We got this in the bag. We've got a period and a half of hockey left. Yeah, well, everything just started to implode. The defense started letting odd man rushes. I mean, they scored one. They scored three. I mean, it was just rapid fire, and it was it was not good. So Detroit, who had a four nothing lead, ends up losing the game in overtime, six to five. Now again, when your team is putting five points up on the board every night, you should not be losing these games, which leads to me to point to either defense or coaching. The offense is there. The proof is in the pudding. 
five goals tonight, five goals last, you know, last game. You know, the opportunities are there, and Detroit's been capitalizing. Something is something is broken because this is not the first time that this has happened. However, we transition into the Senators game. Now, this game started off with a little bit of excitement, kind of a scary moment. Larkin was kind of pushed, punched, cross-checked, whatever. You, you can read it from every different angle on every social media. My personal opinion was it looked like some um, – I forget who it was on the backside, not Joseph, but it, he came in with a cross check to the back of the head, which pushed him forward into Joseph, which caused the damage. I don't think Joseph did anything personally. So Parker Kelly cross checks Larkin to the back of the head, which started this whole scene of events. Larkin ends up unconscious on the ice. Trainer gets rushed out there. First thing he does is checks for his pulse. Realizes he's got a pulse. Waiting for him to kind of wake up, come out of consciousness. Larkin still hasn't moved an inch. Well, during all this melee, trying to get everything figured out, David Perron, who's out there, just looks at, he just looks at Larkin, unconscious on the ice, looks up, and he sees red. And unfortunately, the two delinquents in the in the scenario were Parker Kelly and, and Matthew Joseph and unfortunately Artem Zub got the retaliate the retaliation of the whole thing because Pran got up just saw Artem Zub standing there and just cross-checked him to the head punched him dropped him to the ice you moron um Dan's heavy on the buttons today I see um, oh, this is just the beginning. <laughs> I I liked it. I I'm I don't want to say I like the cross check to the head. I get you're trying to fight fire with fire. Your captain's unconscious on the ice. He's got passion. He's got heart. He's there for his team. Nobody else stood up. I know there's all these things about. Oh well, we don't need more people in the penalty box, and oh, we don't need eight forwards now, and and, and I get all that. I get all that. But now now it's. Detroit and Ottawa have a thing kind of going on right now between the two organizations, and they need to fight fire with fire because the last game that they played was a little rough as well. So this was not unexpected from my vantage point, and I think Detroit, next time they play Ottawa, which I'll have to look and see when that's going to be, but... um. Next time that they play Ottawa, I, I just think that they need to have, you know, clean Costin ready because when he sees red, he sees red. He's not a guy. I mean, he got a penalty that's only been called like twice in the NHL or something. I thought they had mentioned not letting up when a referee tells you to let up. That will be January third, January thirty first in Detroit okay. is their next meeting. So I think that's going to be a rough game. I mean, they just put our captain out for, you know, an unknown amount of time, um, knocked him unconscious after he had just lost his child. So, yeah, I think Detroit's going to be hopefully coming out with a little bit more attitude and a little more swag 
and take some of this matters into their own hands. But anyways, I beat that to death. Don't agree with the prawn using a stick. I do agree with him taking reaction. I'm okay with all of it from the action that occurred to the repercussion that Piranha is going to be facing. Like, I accept all of it. So, with that being said, Detroit came out and didn't do anything this game. Patrick Kane was their only highlight of this this game, and of course he got a an assist from Brinkett. To Brinkett, I'm hoping that, that Kane and, and the Cat will connect and have you know, great chemistry again. It seems like it's kind of working because just watching them the last two games has been pretty solid. So I'm excited for it as the season progresses. But that was the only highlight of the game. Detroit dropped an egg 5-1, to one, and we couldn't stop anything in this game. Alex Lyon did not have one of his better games. He did get an assist on the goal, though. Um, but, yeah, just it was not it was not one of Detroit's better, better games. I mean, Husso and, and Lyon are struggling a little bit i think it might be time to bring reimer in to shake some things up so we'll see we'll see what happens but those are my recaps that is that is it that is all that i have for this week in the hockey world for the red wings i got a busy uh week for uh the predators it was actually my pillow Oh, it's not gonna be that bad. <laughs> it it actually wasn't that bad. Um, with a decent week overall. So I uh, started last week. Um, as I was we were recording. Um, actually, just before that, Preds uh, going to Buffalo, coming on the th- off the uh, three game uh, win streak. Um. Was it three game? No, that no, that's right. They lost to the Rangers the week the day before, so I was trying to bounce back from that bad loss. Um, but uh, previously, uh, during the Pittsburgh game, uh, legendary uh, Preds broadcaster, he's doing the radio now. He was he actually uh, started in in Buffalo. He called his 2000th game for the Predators against the Penguins uh, back on uh, November 28th. Um, but uh, Saros got the start in this one. Um, um, and uh, coming into this game against Buffalo, Forsberg's got uh, – he had seven goals and uh, 16 points, plus nine in, in the Predators' 11 wins. And in there, and I know you you hate the uh, plus minus category, but in the losses, he uh, Forsberg's a minus eight. In the win, in the eleven wins, he was a plus nine. So, um, so that's good. But uh, before I really get into these re, uh, into this recap, uh, there was a little bit of a story, you know, kind of related to the Predators. Uh, Pete Rogers, who actually started in the Buffalo. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't in Buffalo in in their system. He was the equipment manager for the Rochester Americans, who we got local ties to Rochester. And um, the Sabers, one of the Sabers uh, broadcasters, uh, believes it's in the intermission hosts or whatever. Uh, he was a goaltender, Marty Buran. Uh, he had played in Rochester. And he had, and while he was playing there, he was a rookie. 
Pete Rogers was their equipment manager because you know he'd always make sure that the players bring the skates in the morning to get sharpened because before the game he's got a lot of stuff going on. So this one day, uh, Biron forgot to bring his skates in the morning, so he comes in like five o'clock just before the game. Hands the skates to Pete Rogers and says, "Can you sharpen my skates? I forgot to bring them in the morning." Pete Rogers tells him, "No, you know the rule. You bring them in the morning. Nope, can't do it. I'm too busy." So he kind of walks away, and just as, just then uh, another uh, he was a veteran. I don't know if anybody remembers Craig Sharon. He was he was a veteran at the time playing with Rochester. He comes in, says, "Pete Rogers, can you?" Share for my skates for me. Um, and so P. Rogers says, oh, sure. And Quentin did it. So just a little story um, from from Brian. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. But anyway, in this game, um, the Predators actually played pretty good in this game. Uh, Forsberg scored first. Um, actually, before I get into this, uh, Jan- Mark Jankowski, he was, he he's, it was actually in the Buffalo, uh, another Buffalo tie. He actually played for Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if he ever played for Buffalo. He played for Rochester. But he was in Milwaukee. Um, he actually played, I believe he played in Milwaukee the day before. Got the call up. Uh, actually, he had, I think he had to leave the game in, in Milwaukee. But anyway, he had to... There was a little bit of a travel snafu. He he actually ended up he he took a plane to Chicago from Milwaukee to Chicago, but for some reason he had to take a bus from Chicago to Buffalo. Didn't make the did didn't make it in time. So he did he did play. Uh, but Forsberg scores his thirteenth off a of face off. Um, they called it an unassisted goal, but it was a face off win. For it, Forsberg did not take the face off. Um, I forget who was, I think it was O'Reilly. Um, O'Reilly was a center, I believe. Um, but I, for some reason, they called it an unassist goal. I'm not sure why. Uh, they should have called, they should have given an assist to, to the center for, you know, we won the face off. Forsberg scored. Um, so I don't know. Um, but then, the Yak, uh, Trenton, uh, he gets his, he gets his fifth. There was a redirect, uh, Nice little redirect. It was actually behind him. He was he redirected he redirected his stick behind him. He was like facing the right, and he kind of stuck his stick out behind him. So it was a nice little pretty play that put him up two nothing. Um, so that was uh, two goals in a minute and fourteen seconds for the Preds. So they they like their quick goals. Um, but they were uh, their power play. Yeah, it's not doing too bad. Uh, 0 for one on the power play. But the Preds were really disciplined this game. Did not give Buffalo a power play chance, so that was good. Uh, Buffalo did get on the board. It was a penalty shot. Uh, forget who scored it. Off, um, uh, uh, not off. Uh, Bellin maybe. Uh, not sure, but he scored on a penalty shot. So technically there was not a penalty, um, even though that was a penalty shot. Uh, so that caught the lead in two one, um, Forsberg. Uh, he actually missed, uh, on a breakaway chance and, uh, in the third period. Um, but then, uh, 
and kind of a stupid thing for Buffalo to do. They pulled the goaltender with two minutes to go. It seems like, you know, a two-to-one lead. Pulled the goaltender. Um, actually, not as bad Not as bad as some teams, as we'll get to a little bit later. But the Preds actually held on to this one. Um, they actually didn't allow that many shots in the last two minutes um, with a, with a uh, goaltender pulled. Uh, so that was... Uh, it was a good win. Uh, so then they move on to Chicago, at Chicago. Uh, another good, good, uh, good start, I guess. Uh, Sorrow starts again, and then uh, Chicago, Arvid Satterbloom uh, started for Chicago. Uh, so they had to play another rookie goaltender. Seems like they can never they can never score against a rookie goaltender, the, the Preds, but. Uh, Jankowski was able to play its second straight game before he got called back down. And um, if you remember Terry Crispy, uh, he had retired uh, last year before. He, him and the, some season ticket holders were actually there in Chicago cheering on. So little, little, uh, little, little uh, trip for them. But uh, Chicago scores first on a Nick Foligno. It was kind of a, Kind of a weird goal. Um, it, it, it hit it hit Saros's mask, uh, then the crossbar, then the mask again, and then the shoulder, and in the net. That was actually supposed to be a pinball noise. Didn't doesn't really sound like it, but. So it was kind of a garbage goal. I mean, that thing just bounced all over the place. Gives the Hawks a one nothing lead and only two shots on goal. Sounded like a money machine, like you just hit the slot jackpot. Oh, that's this thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it. The pinball sound. Yeah, that does not. That's supposed to be a pinball sound, but. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I buy that one. It sounded like somebody was like, like flapper handling the sides or whatever the hell. It's that, that's like, probably you know, what that is. Got, like, the flapper. Or something you're like the flapper, slamming the flappers fast as you can. Porn scores. So, anyway, uh, Preds rebound really nice. Evangelista, uh, he gets his fourth. Um, it was a rebound goal. Uh, and then he's got uh, 14 points, which is uh, second among the rookies, which probably getting in the rookie uh, rookie leaders later. Uh, but he's also got eight points in his last 11 road games, so he's he's turning into a road warrior. Um, and then I mentioned Jankowski earlier; he ended up getting the, getting his uh, first of the season uh, just 26 seconds after. And that was another rebound, uh, so it gives the Preds another two to one lead. But then Chicago responded uh, 31 seconds later. Uh, Jason Dickinson, um, he was a former star, kind of a Pred killer when he was with the Stars. Um, that was his eighth goal that tied the game. And then Felino gave the Blackhawks a lead. Um, that was his second goal. Uh, second of the game, uh, his fourth on the season. And that was, um, 
that was also a rebound. Um, and that was that's his first multi-goal game since February of 2020. So maybe that'll get him going for the Blackhawks. Hopefully not not against the Predators. Uh, but then O'Reilly comes right back um, uh, later in the game. Uh, he gets his 12th. That was a power play goal. Nice little backhand rebound. Uh, it was a rebound he just put back in. Uh, that tied the game. Um, and he is O'Reilly's first on the Predators with seven power play goals, and he's second on the team with 12 goals. Um, but the Preds power play in this one was one for two, and Preds penalty killing has been doing really good as of late. Uh, Chicago is 0 for 2 on the power play in this one. The Preds power play is 18th in the NHL at 19%. And they are the Preds are top ten with the fewest penalties. So, you know they didn't give Buffalo a power play. Uh, they only had uh, only gave Chicago two opportunities. So that's huge. Um, this hopefully you know the next game would be coming up. Uh, but um, the Preds end up with three goals uh, in the second period. There was five total goals uh, in the second and none in the third. So they both teams clamped down defensively. Um, Parson in, you know, third period, he kind of fell awkwardly, not, and wasn't, you know, no, not, it was just a hockey play. He did end up returning. Um, but then, you know, the Blackhawks, they were really, really buzzing in the third. Uh, Saros came up with some huge saves. Uh, you know, Preds only had five shots in the third period. Um, and their first shot came with eight minutes left in the third. So they went a whole, you know, half of a little more than half a period. Um, it, you know, I mentioned, you know, the, the Preds penalty killing just they, they came up huge, especially late in the third. So this one goes to a shootout. Uh, the Preds actually shot first. Um, Nyquist was up first, he ended up scoring on a wrist shot, and then, um, of course, then uh, Bedard, his first uh, first shootout attempt ever. Uh, he ended up scoring on it on a wrist shot. Um, thank God shootout goals don't count in the regular goal standings. Um, then O'Reilly was up next. Uh, backhand, uh, another backhand, top shelf, or uh, yeah, uh, backhand, put a top shelf on uh, Soderblom. So I don't know, you know, he's obviously not very good on a shootout. And then Tyler Johnson, former, former Lightning, uh, gets his second. Uh, Second uh, attempt for Chicago. He ended up, uh, Saros saved him, and then uh, Forsberg was up for the third third shooter for the Predators, and he won it with a nice little backhand. So probably watched uh, O'Reilly his attempt and said, maybe I'll try that move. So, and uh, and interesting side note on that one. Uh, Forsberg leads uh, the Preds all-time shootout with sixteen. And he, he passed E-Rats with 15, who they uh, he actually got traded for. So a little, little, little interesting side note. And then, uh, obviously, the, um, you know, they Preds scored on all three attempts, so they won the game 4-3. Uh, so the next game goes in back home to play uh, against Tampa Bay. Uh, and really kind of... Uh, kind of worried about this game um but uh back in smashville it was 
Star Wars night in Smashville. Um, and uh, <laughs> so uh, the Tampa Bay started Jonas Johansson. Uh, that was his 20th start of the season for Tampa Bay. And then Saros was back in that. Uh, Preds came out flying in this gun. Um, and, you know, Tampa Bay had just played the night before in Pittsburgh. So that's probably why, you know, they're kind of a little little rusty, you know, coming back into town. Um, but uh, Tyson Berry, uh, he's been kind of in the news for as far as prayers lately. He was another healthy scratch. But, you know, they're saying there's no distractions. So, you know, because the, the trade rumors and everything. So, because he's going to be He's he's gonna be a free agent, but you know, I mean, it obviously wasn't because it didn't work in this game. Uh, first intermission or first commercial break, they honored. Uh, you know, you should know. I'm not sure if they had a, a video for him, but he he they showed him waving to the fans, so they they, they honored him. Um, but you know, Tampa Bay got on the board first. Um, Alex. Uh, Array Boulay, uh, that was his fifth goal. That was that came late later in the first period, like six six minutes left. Um, but you know, one nothing, and then the Preds have been really good about getting leads, um, as I'll mention a little bit later. Um, Forsberg Kings rip scores on a power play, but it was waved off. Apparently, goaltender interference, but never touched him. So. And apparently it was an unchallengeable play because they ruled it a no goal to begin with. So obviously you can't challenge it because they call it a no goal to begin with. So I don't know why you can't challenge it, even though they call it, you think they, you know, they call it a no goal. I don't know why it was unchallengeable, but, but then it, it would just happen in the same power play. Parson ends up scoring. He gets his fifth. Um, and then, um, you know, Austin Watson, well, keep talking about a little bit later end of the first period little shoving he, he was just every time he was out there he was always mixing it up kind of pushing pushing up the Preds players and stuff like that so just being typical Austin Watson crap uh, but then Forsberg uh, second period gets his 14th that was another power play goal um, and that pretty much was it uh, they scored five straight goals. The Predators did. Uh, entering this game, he had a, he's got 102 shots on goal, so he's shooting the puck by why he's scoring too. And, and a lot of his goals are right in front. Uh, McDonough, former team against Tampa, he scores his first this season. It was a nice little backhand, and it wasn't real close in. It was kind of like a little bit further out, not. Not at the blue line, but not on top of the crease either. So it was a nice little backhand. It was a, you know, a pretty, pretty lengthy uh, shot for a backhand. Uh, so that shows you how strong he is. I gave him a three to one lead, uh, but the Preds penalty killing continues to really excel. It was, they were just amazing in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay ended up 0 for 4 on the power play while the Preds were 2 and 3. And Tampa Bay's got the second best power play, well, maybe not after this game, in the whole NHL. Um, and uh, the interesting side note, you know, I, I mentioned they were Predators uh, uh, having, having a lot of leads. Uh, they are tied uh, for second for goals in the first period. 
They are tied for third for goals in the third, but this is where it ends. In the third period, they are dead last. 31st. Is that dead last? Or is there 32 teams? Well, in any case, they're almost last. So, um, Yossi ends up scoring his sixth goal. Um, through he, the shot got through. There's a lot of traffic in front. It got it went top shelf. Didn't get deflected. Uh, somehow, you know, we found a seeing eye shot, I guess. Um, and then this is also this is the first time all season. The Predators had two defensemen score in the same game, uh, McDonough and Yossi. Um, Watson and Cole Smith, uh, they ended up fighting uh, kind of a kind of a draw. I mean, Watson ended up uh, on top of them, but, I mean, it really, really wasn't a clear winner. Um, but this is, I had mentioned, you know, Buffalo pulled their goaltender with two minutes left. It's about, I guess that's about normal. Tampa Bay pulls their goalie. This is it's uh four to one at the time. They pulled the goaltender with eight minutes left. Are you? I you moron. Just I I don't understand that move. Uh, but you know Yak Yak uh the Trenton he's you know making making a pay for that. Time? Nope, no power play. What? It was five. It was six on five. You're kidding. When they I don't know what um I can't remember the guy's the coach's name for Tempe. <laughs> I had it, I can't remember. But anyway, um so trying to make him pay, he ended up with a nice little kind of nice little pass. Uh I forgot who passed it to him. Um but he, he actually skated in. It wasn't like a long bomb shot. He wanted, he made sure it was gonna go in. He was like almost on top of the crease. Uh, so he, he ended up that that was with six minutes left, six forty seven left. Uh, that was his sixth goal and put a, put a, put the up five to one. And Trenton now has eight points in his last eleven games, six goals, two assists. And uh kind of another boneheaded play by uh the tip coach. I can't remember his name now. God, I can't remember his name. Austin Watts. He uh No, the Tampa Bay coach. I can't remember Cooper? his name. But Cooper, yes, he's a you moron. Why he put he put the five to one lead. He puts Watson out with a minute left, in a game that's pretty much over. I mean, what? And during the whole game, Watson was pretty much just a pass. You know, doing. You know, he got that fight, and he was just, just he, he didn't really have any borderline cheap shots till the very end. Um, but he, I just think it was a totally. Bush League play for for Tampa to, to put him out there in a you moron in, in, in a in a you know five to one game with a minute left. I mean, obviously not gonna score goals, but Watson's not gonna score goals. You, they got Kucherov, uh, Sergachev, Stamkos. You know, those are the players you want out there. I know it's five to one. The game's probably over. You probably don't want them out there to get injured, but. You know, the Predators aren't going to go out and hit them, you know, trying to injure them. But um, so the game right at the horn, uh, Watson's at the, his blue line. He intentionally, well, according according to the Predators announcers, he didn't. Uh, a slap, took a slap shot and he, at 
uh, Jeremy Lazan, who's standing at the center red line. So he takes a to Watson takes a slap shot. You moron! At his blue line and hits Lazan, who's standing at the center line, and they're in a lot, maybe yeah twenty yeah, feet apart. It was it was bush league. Luckily, luckily Lazan didn't get injured. Um, but I just and that kind of started a little mayhem mayhem at the end of the game. But you know what so sucks the, is that he actually Watson actually ended up winning that skirmish too. Like he made out twice. It kind of pissed me off. Well, that's because the president really, I don't know, they didn't expect it, I guess, and they were just celebrating the win or trying to celebrate the win. So, anyway, this comes in. This leads us to the Toronto. They got to go to Toronto. Um, And it just, I don't have much to say about this. I don't think the, because, and obviously the, Predators didn't show up either. Uh, they just shots for 37 to 18. Um, it, it was actually not bad first period. Uh, Toronto didn't really score until the second period. Um, Austin Matthews gets a couple. He ends up with 18 goals in the season. Uh, he scored one in the second, one in the third. That was a power play. His second was a power play goal. And then, um, well, I guess it wasn't too bad. It was 3 nothing, but it was just frustrating. Uh, they ended up with a shorthand goal, empty net. Um, with about just under a minute and a half to go. Um, but they just, they were, the Preds were 0 for 3 in the power play. Toronto 1 for 5. So, you know, they only give up the one power play goal. So, I mean, their penalty killing still doing pretty good. So pathetic. Little story on um, some of these Toronto fans are just a bunch a of jerks. You moron. And I mean, th- this came from a, uh, a Predators fan page, Facebook. Um, not gonna say any names. Uh, but apparently, he is a. Uh, he's been a lot, a lot of, a lot of games, uh, a lot of Preds away games for over the last 14 years he's been uh pretty much uh you know 23 arenas on the road uh including all seven canadian team arenas um they're a season pred season ticket holder they've never been you know all you know and he you know all the canadian arenas never been never been uh heckled or anything or and I mean, they they did not, you know, they didn't uh, initiate anything. Uh, but they were they were, you know, they you know they never been attacked or bullied or heckled or screamed at. And you know, apparently, uh, they were in Toronto, and they were. He says they were quiet, respectful. Uh, they sat, you know, they were silent the entire time. Uh, you know, aside from, you know, they had the military, uh, salute or whatever they do in Canada. Um, but I just, it, it's disgusting to see. I mean, and I mean, I don't know. It's just Toronto fans. I don't know. And, and I, I got to test, you know, I mean, they're still it's a different sport, but you know, lacrosse, they're lacrosse fans. They're, just as bad. I mean, obviously they're probably probably least fans as well, but 
it just there's no room for that. I could understand if they're provoking him or stuff like that, but apparently he's saying he was not. You know, it didn't do anything. You know, obviously, Preds they were losing three nothing. So why would you be? You know, you just sit silent. But I just want to share that. Um, my little rant. Um, so you know, and then that was uh, Saturday night game. So they have back-to-back games uh, going to to Montreal earlier tonight. Colton Sissons uh, ended up with two goals. He only had three shots. Um, one was a deflection, and then another was off of rebound. So Preds are getting these rebound goals. Um, they were in control, you know, leading two nothing. Uh, Montreal got a goal disallowed for goaltender interference. Um, clearly interference. I saw the replay. Clearly interference. He was basically probably further in the crease than Soros was. Uh, but then Montreal comes right back. And right after that, scores off of a Nyquist turnover. Um, and then after that, Montreal just took over the game. Um, they outshot the Predators 15-6 to in the third period. But the Preds actually, they literally held on uh, right up into the last minute um, with a 2-1 to one lead. And the Preds are now 10-3 and three in their last 13 games. And Saros has won eight of his last nine games. Uh, so that concludes my recaps for this week. A lot, pretty busy week for me. Yeah, it sounds like it. But uh, overall, it was a... Pretty good uh, week uh, for the Preds, only losing to Toronto. Um, they come away with a win in Buffalo, Chicago, Tampa Bay, and Montreal. So I'll take four out of five. Sure. Um, and um, you know they had that they had they had that six game win streak, and then they had two losses, and then they had that three game win streak before the loss to Toronto, and now they're. Start another win streak, I guess, hopefully. Um, so the season going a lot better than, than it, than it, you know, thought it would. Um, so I don't know if we just want to jump into some NHL news. I think we got pretty pretty busy NHL news week. Uh, A little bit of Coyotes update. Um, just wanted to mention, um, Apparently, the Coyotes have tweeted a kind of a teaser as far as apparently they might have a location for New Arena. Not sure. They have won. The Coyotes have won five straight. Uh, actually, I did this a couple of days ago. They might have lost. Um, they'll since then they've lost two, but they they were they did lose. They were they had won five straight. Um. It's kind of a little bit of setback, uh, but all five of those wins were against the five previous Stanley Cup winning teams, and um, they are the first team in NHL history to achieve that feat. So, pretty hot team, except for the last couple of games where they lost. So, but um, that I don't want to be. You know, You've been like infatuated with the Coyotes. Not me. You. I mean, it's. Just, I thought they were a dumpster fire for a while, but they're they're playing okay. Well, it's still early. That I still. Yeah, who knows what's going on with that arena? I don't know. But anyway, you want to jump into 
want to get right into the injuries or yeah yeah boone jenner took a scary shot right to the jaw the other night um you know he, he fell right to the ice but immediately jumped up and just went right to the bat right back you know so they're they're going to be without their captain for six weeks and it was it was kind of scary because you don't know you know what's going to happen um and then you've got um he's got a fractured jaw by the way yeah yeah it's a fractured jaw um you know, and I'll jump right in. Dylan Larkin is is day to day right now after his scary incident. Um, they even had the stretcher on the ice. I mean, it was, it was not what you want to see. You know, with one of your most productive players on the team. Um, but yeah, he's out day to day right now. Probably going to be entering concussion protocol. Probably be out for a couple weeks, but we'll see. We'll see uh, Toronto's missing a goal. He, you know, he's Wall J. Jared or Jake mm-hmm. while well, he's out with week to week uh, with an ankle injury. He obviously didn't play uh, uh, against uh, the Preds who they actually started. I don't remember his name, but I think he's a rookie. can't remember who he's, who there was, but um, uh, it's, I think that's about all the injuries you mentioned. You mentioned Larkin. Yeah. Uh, so we got some fines, suspensions. Um, Austin Watson, we mentioned um, at the end of that. They he actually they actually gave him a two minute unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and a game misconduct, I believe it was, or ten minute misconduct. Uh, but he was fined twenty twenty two. Two thousand twenty two dollars uh, for that unsportsmanlike conduct. So. Probably should have got suspended. Uh, Smith, is that the former wing, Brendan Smith? I believe that is. He was fined. He was fined twenty eight hundred for a dangerous trip. I don't remember who that was on. And then I think uh, you got one for Detroit. I don't remember if you were meant, if you mentioned this in your recaps. What, what, that, no, and, I didn't. In that game. game, yeah, he, yeah, he got, he got, uh, Skinner up high, you know, twenty five hundred dollars for that one, again, the league minimum. And then you were wondering about Brennan. Yeah, it was Brennan Smith, um, against Devin Shore. So that's that's where that one came in. And then we got Austin Watson. Oh! Yep. And then I'm gonna just segue right into Perron, like I had mentioned before. Uh, he's to have a hearing, in-person hearing, um, you know, to, to contest whatever they were looking to give him. Like I said before, an answer needed to be had. Unfortunately, Zub was the only guy standing there, and Perron just went for him, um, thinking he was the perpetrator. So I'm glad to see the fire. I'm glad to see the passion. I'm glad that he took retaliation. I wish he didn't use his stick, but he did. So I'm also good with whatever suspension he's about to get. Um, I've read it could be up to 15 games. It could be two games. It could be five games. Um, he's not a re- he's not a repeat offender though, is he? No, no. So no, why would he? Because it was an intent to injure. It was a it was retaliatory. Well, I mean, so it was the other guy. I agree. I agree. But Peron is the only one that got called. And he's going to have to deal with it. 
And oh, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're good. I was, I was just gonna say. So yeah, so Peron's Peron's gonna be missing some time from the wings. I'm, I'm guessing probably five games to anywhere between five and fifteen. Anything more than that, I'd be pretty. That I wouldn't be okay with. I don't think. I think that. Not my call. Go for it. I think I think that's about it for the fines, suspensions. There was a trade, uh, at least one, unless I missed another one. Uh, Bartuzzo. Uh, when did that happen? He he was traded uh, to the. That was this past week. I think it was like a Tuesday. Was he? He was traded to the Islanders for a seventh round pick. I believe he used. He was. That was a couple of days not, ago. Yeah. Now I don't. Now I don't remember what team he was on. But uh, he was on. I believe he was on the Blues at one time. Yeah, he uh, was. That's where he came from. Let me. I don't think the Blues trade. Let me see something. Um, where the heck is it? Um, it happened on. Oh, no, I can't find it. Um, where the heck is it? Um. Well, I don't, I, I, I can't find it real offhand, um, but uh, I don't remember. What are you looking to find out? I don't remember who he was on. I don't, th- was he still on the blues? blues? Yeah. He was still on the blues? Yeah. No, I thought he, I thought he moved on. I thought he was on a team, so. So the blues traded him to the Islanders for a seventh round pick. Yeah, because I mean, he, he only played like four games this season. He was a healthy scratch. Everyone knew he was going to get moved. They just didn't know where he was going to get moved. And um, I did see it was the Islanders, but I didn't see much more kinda, about it. But seventh pick. Kind of sounds like Tyson Berry. Who, I mean, I don't know. But you know what's crazy, though? When you think about these things, man, like like people get a change of scenery and they just do better. I mean, like even Gus Nyquist, he's having a good season, it seems like. Or at least, you know, you talk about him quite a bit. He seems to be relevant for, for you guys. Well, he's playing with uh, Forsberg, who he played before with. He's actually got three goals and 15 assists. So in 28 games, 18 points, 20 games, even though he's a minus one. but That's not bad for his age and, and what you got him for. Like, that's, that's not too bad. I, I think he could I think he could be a good addition for you guys for a couple of years. You know, I, I think he's a placeholder, but um, you know, he's not a bad guy to have around. He's just a utility guy. And that line is really Joe. That O'Reilly, Forsberg, Nyquist line is really, really catching on. Um, but uh, before we head into the Predator Center, there's another huge, another news story, kind of a sad story. Hopefully, you can. I just saw it just a few minutes ago. Um, Tony Granado, uh, he was a you know obviously player and coach and in the Hall of Fame. In the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, he was diagnosed with uh, non-Hodgkin lymphoma. So that that's a form of a cancer. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's what I think that's what Mario Lemieux had. Um, oh, that sucks. He was actually um, so he was coaching the Badgers for a while. He was an assistant coach with the Red Wings. Was he still a oh, former? Yeah, he had. He's going to be. He's taking a temporary leave of absence from NBC Sport, NBC Sports Chicago, okay. and the Blackhawks broadcast. So he works for Chicago. He's actually from Illinois. Um, I believe it's a suburb of Chicago, Downers Grove. I believe it is. Yeah, 
Um, <clears throat> he, uh, his brother is currently coaching Buffalo, Don Granado. So, yep. so hopefully, I believe, I'm almost sure that Mario, that's what Mario had, was a non-Hodgkin lymphoma. So, you know, hopefully they can catch it in time and can fight this. So just want to send prayers to him. And <clears throat> let's uh, move into the Pred Wings 10. Let's have, have you start yours. Yeah, I can do that. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do the usual. I'm just gonna kind of whip through. Um, did have some changes this week. I had Vegas, Boston, and the Rangers uh, still in the top three, but kind of flip flopped around a little bit. Vegas has really turned it on here, um, and I could probably interchange Boston and the Rangers. I think the Rangers have been playing a little bit stronger down this stretch uh, the past week. Um, but then I'm gonna go into Vancouver, Florida, the Kings, uh, Dallas. Um, I have them staying at the same. And then I've got Winnipeg jumping in. I've got Colorado bumping way down. And Toronto sneaking in the bottom there. Uh, mentioning Detroit here. Detroit is out the door. I think that they've they've seen the exit. Um, just with They have almost identical stats as last year at this point. So I don't know if it's just a mirage we've been looking at, but they're putting up more offense, and I think that's always a positive thing, but they're not winning games, and that scares me a little bit. So, yeah, they're off my list. Thank you. They got the, they got the door slammed in their face. Yeah, they have to. It hurts. It hurts me, but I have to. So I still got Vegas on top on mine. Uh, they're still, you know, they've, they've been kind of up and they're down. Club. They're you know a club. They're a club. They, they have you know, five losses, um, but they don't, you know, they lose. It seems like they lose, but they come right back with a win. Like good teams. Uh, they're on a two game win streak right now. Um, actually, the, well, Boston's only got five losses as well. Um, but I, you know, I actually put the Kings up to number two, even though they just lost uh, earlier tonight. Um, but then I got Boston sliding to third, so you could kind of interchange the Kings and Boston, probably. So, but I kind of was surprised. Well, I you maybe for you, everybody else, I got filled up. I um actually I did not have I did not have Philadelphia last last week, did I? Nope. Um, but I, I got them moving into number four. Um, they're they're red hot as of late. Uh, they've won four in a row. They moved in the second and they're catching, well, they're still six points, uh, seven points behind the Rangers. Um, but they're, you know, they keep winning, uh, they'll catch them. Uh, and then I got Edmonton moving up uh, from, they were 10th last week. I got them moving into five. They've, they're, looks like they're back to their old selves. Um, they are, uh, they're, they they've won the last seven, so I mean they're they're be- moving back up to five hundred. Um, but you know seven game win streak, somebody's got to knock them off. But as you know, who knows? Uh, then I got Winnipeg um, in the sixth spot. I think I had them dropped out last week. Um, and then I got Florida staying the same at seven. Uh, Dallas sliding down to eighth. Uh, they uh, are currently third. They lost one, um, and then uh, then you know I I didn't mention Winnipeg, who uh, I you know 
I had them in six, but uh, they are they, they're on a four game win streak, and they they're actually uh, moved into first place. Uh, they're actually tied with Colorado, but they uh, it, they got one one less game played, so that's why they're on top. Um, uh, but then after Dallas, I actually have Nashville moving in back into the ninth position, uh, just because they've you know I, I mentioned they've won. Uh, 10, they're 10 and 3 the last 13. Uh, other than that game against Toronto, who, who is a strong team, uh, they're sitting third, uh, just four points behind Florida. So, I mean, yeah, it was a bad loss, 4 nothing. one was empty net goal. But, you know, coming, they're still you know, four, four out of five they've won, and they, they had that nice little, little win streak, so... Um, if they can stay in the top 10, who knows? And then I got Arizona, um, who's been red hot as of, you know, till I, except for the last two games they just lost. I got them in 10th. Um, yes, I know that means the Rangers are dropped out for now. Um, I'm sure they'll be back in. They're probably sitting in 11th for mine, so they're probably just barely out. And then Colorado and Carolina has have also dropped out. Um, and I just don't no special mentions uh, for me this week. Um, just got got him in. It, you know, my, my that don't don't really have anybody to to mention to to shout out because you know I put Philadelphia in, which I mean I don't know. I don't really care too much for them, but I mean they're not one of my hated teams, so. Oh, uh, that's that's it for for that um, for the Pred Wings ten. Uh, let's see um, see what we got for rookie leaders. Um, see, looks like Conbadar is still leading rookies. Uh, Twenty three points. Um, little little bit of a lead over Luke Hughes. Uh, he's still leading eleven goals. Uh, Adam Fantilli is right behind him with Marco Raw. Marco Rossi, Leo Carlson with eight. And then in the assists, he has uh, 12, Tywin Lukius, and uh, Minikulov uh, with uh, 12 assists. And Luke Evangelista, I mentioned earlier, he's got 10 assists. So those, those are the rookie race going on right now. Um, I, don't, I don't know about any rookie goalies, so... I don't have anything for for about rookie goalies. I don't have any other stories, other hockey stories, unless you do. Nope, I think we're good. Uh, so that leads us into some age update, Griffins Admirals. Um, anything, anything on the Griffins front? Any? Uh... Yeah, I can, I, I can hit it quick. Um, you know, it's it's nice because we've got. Um, looking at. Looking at the goal leaders, uh, Tara Hirose still up at the top, and then Simon Edmondson. He's we're hoping he's going to be coming up here soon. Um, get him back on defense. He's he's having a good stint. I I don't think it would be a bad idea to, you know, to bring him up and give somebody a rest. And then you know a couple other big names, Joel S. Bronze. He uh, he's also got six goals on the season, and Jonathan. Johnny Burgers, he's got five. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I think our future is bright in Detroit. 
I'm hoping it's right in Detroit. But as long as these guys can amount to something, you know, I think we've got we've got a good opportunity. I mean, Edmondson, 16 points on the season so far for a defenseman, second on the team behind Tara Hirose, with nine, who has 19. Johnny Burgers is, is third with 15. And then we'll bump down to Joel Esperance. He's he's got nine. So, you know, I think I think we're heading in a good direction. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, as long as these guys can keep playing, you know, then that's that's what really matters. So on the Admirals front, uh, they lost this week. They had three games since the last uh, our last show. They lost to San Diego in Milwaukee. And then they had a couple games in Iowa. They actually swept them, four uh, two win and a four one lead, four one win. And coming up this week, uh, they're gonna, still on the road. They're at Winnipeg, and for a couple games and. Uh, Garrett Dennis Giranov. I almost think he was in the Stars organization. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he was. Yes, he was drafted by the Dallas Stars um, in 2015. He was a first round pick, uh, the 12 number 12. He's got 20 points. Uh, he's a right wing. Uh, eight goals, 12 assists. Then you got Mark Jankowski, who just saw a couple games with the Preds. Got his first NHL, or not first NHL goal, first goal of the season. But he's got 17 points for the Admirals in 19 games. So he just missed one. Uh, he's got five goals and 12 assists. And then you got Igor Afanasiev. He's got 15 points. And then Yoakum uh, Kemmel. Actually, he is... Oh, he's a he's just as a rookie. Uh, he's got fourteen points. Uh, so just some um, some of the top guys. Um, Spencer Stastny, who's he's been kind of seeing time up in Nashville and Milwaukee. He's played twelve games, so he's and he's a defenseman, so um, he's not going to get too many points anyway. But just. Um, other than that, you know, that's pretty much, uh, Liam Foudy, uh, the Preds had called up, um, but they had, uh, they had to put him on waivers. I haven't heard if he got picked up. Um, so I don't know if he is actually still on the Predators roster or not. So, cause I know he had, he had, they had put him on waivers when they sent him down, um, because you know they got McDonough back, and and um, uh, I think Febro is back. Um, so so hopefully he can st- stick around. Um, you know, and they, they don't lose him. Uh, so that's uh, that's it for the Admirals on my front. Um, so I guess we can move uh, into our weekly. Picks segment. Actually, before you start on the Buffalo or on the wing side, I actually had four in a row correct. Uh, that was actually last week. Um, Folks, but, he's changing his picks during the week. Don't no, worry. I'm not. Well, that's uh, I mentioned that because I law I'm and I'm wrong in the last three. Uh, Buffalo, I got wrong. You got correct. 
And then San Jose, we both got wrong, and Ottawa, we both got wrong. So, great. That leads us into your pick starting with 12 11 at Dallas. I think it goes to what? uh, Carolina? But, anyways, um, 12 11 at Dallas. I am going to go. I'm going to go with a loss because we're probably not going to have the captain. And Patrick Kane is still on kind of like a conditioning setup. So I'm going to go the loss. I'm going to go with a win against St. Louis. And then we have Carolina. And I'm going to go with a win on that one. Um, I I hope. That would be ideal. You know what? I'll do just just in case. No, actually, I got to do this one. Uh, and then on the 16th, Philadelphia, I'm going to go with a loss. What do you have there, D-Law, for the upcoming Wings games? Uh, I know Dallas, you know, they just lost one. They're kind of, I don't know. I, 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 it's in Dallas. I, I, I'm going to have to go with the Wings win. They're going to find a way to win that game. But then they the, the game in St. Louis, it's their back-to-back, 11th and 12th. Um, the back end of that, I'm going to call that what a loss. And then they're home against Carolina. I think I think they're winning win the game. Carolina's been kind of weird up and down. And then Philadelphia, at Philadelphia, Philadelphia's playing really hot. I got to go with a loss. And that should be, yes, because then the 18th is next Monday. So, um, so that leads us to see the Predators. I see I got the Buffalo game correct, and you got that wrong. I don't know why you usually pick the same as me. Uh, we both got Chicago correct, and we both got uh, Tampa Bay and Toronto game incorrect, and then we both got Montreal correct. So that leads us into the Philadelphia 12-12. That's interesting. Um, it's in, it's in Nashville. Um, Preds are playing really hot, but so are the Flyers. I'm I'm going to say, you know, the Philadelphia's on that, what, seven, seven game winning streak, I think it is? No, four game winning streak. Um, who's on the seven game winning streak? Oh, Edmonton. Yeah, uh, so Philadelphia's on the four game winning streak. I'm I'm gonna call that one a win. Um, then they go to Carolina. I I I gotta call that one a loss. Um, it's it's a you know they gotta travel. That's on the fifteenth, and then back to back. So they gotta they gotta play in Carolina, and then they're back the next day at home against Washington. That's on a Saturday night in Smashville with that fans. I'm gonna call that one a win. And then, uh, okay, so that's that's that should be the last one. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on Philly. I think that Nashville can beat Philly. I think they're going to slow them down. Uh, moving into Carolina, I think they're gonna win that. I, I think they're gonna win the first two tri- their first two games, um, and then I think they're gonna lose to Washington because it's again it's the tail end on a back to back. The nice thing for you is you're at least going to be home for the second half of your back-to-back. 
unlike the wings. But anyways. Well, the wings, they got, uh, they're both on the road, so that's, you know, travel too. But, yeah, I'm going to go with a loss on that. I think they're going to lose against Washington just because of the sheer fact that it's a back-to-back. So, uh, with the wings, I am now 50%. I'm 13 and 13, and you are still 42%. So, you can still maybe climb out of that and get back to 500. You're 11 and 15. On the Pred side, I am still above 500. I was actually 100% at one time. Uh, I'm kind of dropping a little bit. 53%. I'm 15 and 13. Surprising year, the same percentage, forty-two percent, but it's uh, twelve and sixteen, so at eleven and fifteen. And then overall, fifty-one percent to forty-two percent. Uh, I see twenty and twenty-six for me overall, and you're twenty-three and thirty-one. So a lot different uh, for me this year than last year. Last year I couldn't seems like I couldn't pick anything right. So. A lot of green on me today, uh, this year. Um, so that's it for the weekly pick segment. Um, and we already did our previews as far as Philadelphia, Carolina. Yep. Um, I think that's about it for our for our show this week. Another episode seventy three. Andy, you didn't talk as long as I had anticipated. Yeah, my recaps are a little bit shorter. Um, trying to a little bit. Yeah, not long-winded. Um, thanks to that. Um, you moron. Uh, Watson. Um, but you can get us on uh, Facebook, Discord, and Twitch, and Instagram. The Facebook, Facebook, Discord, Instagram. Did I just make a new social media site? <laughs> Fred Wings Podcast, and then. Uh, X and YouTube is at Predwings Pod, and our email is Predwings Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for tuning in to the Predwings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville. <laughs> <laughs>